right, John chapter number 10 tonight, and I want to begin reading in verse number 7. <laughs> I like that, amen. So then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And I want to preach on that little phrase out of verse number seven tonight on I am the door. Amen. Amen. Jesus is the door. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house tonight. Lord, I'm grateful uh, for my church and Lord for these people. I'm grateful, Lord, that I have a place to come and worship you where the Spirit of God meets with us. And Lord, I thank you for letting us come here and I thank you, Lord, for having your hand upon this place. I do pray now tonight that you'd be with the preacher as he's out of town. And Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help me tonight. Take me as an instrument in your hand and use me for your honor and for your glory. And I'll give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> well, when I first started in evangelism years and years ago, when I didn't have meetings, I was working for my brother, who's a contractor, framing houses. And as part of that, we would hang the doors and do different things, trim work and that kind of thing. But I began to think about this simple thought <clears throat> about Jesus being the door. You know, every door has a casing. And I'm glad that God was incarnate in the flesh. He said there in verse number 30, I and my Father are one. Amen. He told them, said, the disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen. Uh, here's what he said in Philippians chapter number two and verse number five. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robber to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him uh, the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient uh, even unto the death of the cross, even unto death, even the death of the cross. Amen. So I'm glad that uh, God looked all over heaven and uh, there was only one that could fulfill his plan and that was the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, no other substitute could do, amen. Uh, so he left his royal garments uh, in heaven and left his place in glory uh, and lowered himself to come down here and take upon him this rotten flesh, amen. I, and I thank God for that, amen. I, I heard a, a preacher say not too long ago that Jesus could have sinned. There was a lot of other preachers there older than I was and I was waiting for one of them to say nothing but when nobody did, I did. 
I said that's heresy, amen. Uh, the Bible says he did no sin nor knew no sin, amen. Hey, if he could have sinned, he could have not been that perfect sacrifice uh, that you and I need, amen. Well, I'm glad he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin, even in this body of flesh. So the door has a casing. But then I, I see this, a door has to be set. When you put it in place, you set it in place. I thought about what the Lord said in the book of Isaiah chapter number 50 and verse number six. He said, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded, and therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Calvary was not God's plan B. I believe for he ever breathed in man's nostrils the breath of life, uh, that Calvary was already in the picture, amen. Uh, the Bible calls him a lamb slain before the foundation of the world, amen. So I'm simply saying that uh, a door has to be set, and I believe before God ever breathed in man's nostrils the breath of life, he asked the son, he said, you know what this means? Uh, do you still want me to breathe? And the son said, yes, amen. Well, then I see this. I see that a door has to be hung. Here's what he said in verse number nine. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Have you ever noticed how every door has three hinges? When they took our Lord to the cross, they nailed him to the cross with three spikes. Amen. So it would have done no good if he had not went to the cross. Amen. But when the Bible says he's hung, you know it said in Acts chapter number four, be it known unto you all and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. He said, neither is there salvation in any other for there is no other name given among men whereby ye must be saved. Not many ways, just one way. Amen. He said, I am the door, not a door, the door, the one and only door. And if you're gonna make it to heaven, you're gonna have to come just like he did in verse number nine. You're gonna have to enter in at the door or you're not gonna make it. Right. Amen. Well, preacher, I'll get there my own way. No, you won't. You'll get there how God lets you or you won't make it at all. I got news for you. If you come to my house and try to get in other than using the door, you're gonna get shot. Amen. Uh, especially if I catch you crawling in a window or something. One of my buddies woke up one night, he's asleep, 
uh, said he had his window open next to the bed and said when he woke up, there was a guy climbing in the window. He said, I just did the first thing that I thought of. I reached over and bit a plug out of him. <laughs> That's how the police caught him. He had a plug bit out of him, amen. Uh, I'm just saying it's going to be a bad deal. And I got news for you. If you're counting on something else other than the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, if any works, any water baptism, any church membership, any wafer, if you're counting on anything other than his righteousness and his blood, you will not make it in. Amen. Amen. There's just one door. Amen. Well, I see not only that, but I see that the door has to be level. Oh, if you don't get that door set in there just right, level, that door won't open right and that door won't close right. Hey, I'm saying if you don't come to the door, do you understand? Not only is he the one and only door, but he said this, the ground is level at the cross. He said in 1 Peter chapter number three and verse number nine, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Uh, you know, I'm not real smart, but I do know what any and all mean. Uh, I was talking to one of them guys the other day, believes uh, only certain people are elect to go to heaven. I, I asked him, I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, do you believe in hell? He said, I do. I said, well, do you believe God intended people to go there? He said, I do. I said, well, then explain to me why the Bible says that hell is enlarging itself. I said, did God not know what size to make it to start with? Huh? I may be some dumb, but I ain't plum dumb, amen. I know what the word all means, amen. He, don't, he never intended, uh, the, the hell is a place that was prepared for the devil and his angels and he never intended one human being to go there and if you go there, it'll not be God's fault, it'll be your fault. He's already given us the very best that heaven had to offer. He said in Romans 8, 32, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things, amen. He's already given us the best, amen. And if he's not withheld his only son, amen. I got news for you, Brother Danny. I got two boys. I wouldn't give either one of my boys tonight uh, for this whole building for people. You understand what I'm saying tonight? But God himself gave his only son that you and I might be redeemed to God. Hey, I'm simply saying tonight, uh, it's an amazing thing to me. Uh, the ground at the cross is level. It don't matter if you're rich or poor. It don't matter if you're young or old. It don't matter if you're smart or dumb. Uh, the ground at the cross is level. Amen. Amen. Well, 
I thought about this. A door is pierced in the side. When we make that, when you buy a door, it's got a hole in the side of it for you to put that lock in. Amen. Our Lord was pierced on the cross with a spear. Amen. And blood and water flowed out. Amen. Uh, hey, his blood didn't just run out on the ground. I believe he took it to the mercy seat in heaven and sprinkled it on the mercy seat. And when God sees us, he sees the blood. Amen. Amen. I got a message that I preach on the moon. Uh, to look at the moon, the moon looks white. But when they landed on the moon, they found out that the moon is actually covered in red dust. And that's what gives it its white appearance. And that's the same thing with you. All our righteousness is our filthy rags in the sight of God. But because of his blood, when he looks at us, all he don't see what we used to be. He just sees what we are. Amen. Well, then I thought about this. A door has to be opened. Here's what he said in verse number nine. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. You can't come in or you can't go out if the door's not open. Right. Amen. You ever seen a kid running full speed and run smack into one of them sliding glass doors? I've not only seen it, I've done it. Amen. <laughs> Good thing I'm hard-headed. Amen. Here's what he said in Revelation chapter number three and verse number 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he will me. What I'm saying tonight is he's the door. But I got news for you, he's not gonna fellowship with you unless you open your heart's door to him. You understand? He's not gonna kick your door in tonight. He's not gonna force you to get saved. Amen. I'm so tired of hearing, well, I can't come to church down there. That church's full of hypocrites. I always tell them, come on, one more won't make no difference. When you stand before God, you're not gonna answer for anybody else. You're not gonna point your finger at anybody else. Brother Noah, you know who you're gonna answer for? You're gonna answer for you. And you alone. Do you understand what I'm saying tonight? Doesn't matter what anybody else does. It matters whether you've opened your heart's door. You know, you can grow up in church all your life and go to hell from a church pew, amen. I, I grew up in church all my life, uh, but there came a point in time when I was 14 years old uh, that it wasn't that Jesus had died for everybody's sin, Brother Daniel. It became personal that night that Jesus died for my sin, Brother Jeremy, and if I'd have been the only one, he would have still died for me. Amen. Well, I see this. Well, let me read verse 27 here. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. And they follow me and I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them to me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. 
Once you're in, we're worse than the mafia, friend. You can't get out. You can't even get out when you die. Amen. <laughs> to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. Well, then a door is of use to all. Here's what he said in verse number two. He that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. I thought about this uh, when it relates to the door. The door is a place of legal entrance. Do you hear what I said? A place of legal entrance. Here's what he said in verse number one. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. So, you have to come the legal way. And we've already said there's just one legal way. Amen. That's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only that, uh, but the door is a common passage. There's been a few times I have locked myself out of the house and I have to go around and check all the windows, amen, until I can find a way to get broke in, amen. I'll do that at my house, but I'm not going to somebody else's house and helping them get in. You understand what I'm saying? I'm saying it's a common passage. Uh, here's what it said in John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It's a common passage. This door is a common passage to the mercy of God. Hey, he's not going to force mercy on you. You understand what I'm saying tonight? But I'm glad when he gives mercy to you, uh, he just keeps on giving mercy and keeps on giving mercy. I don't know about you, but there's days that I don't do too well as a Christian. Brother Bobby looked right at me last night when he said I had to get right with God after driving. That's why I go to a lot of meetings early because it takes me a period of time to get straight with God after driving there. Huh? I don't put Bible verses on my car. I'm not Christian enough, amen. <laughs> Cut me off in traffic. <laughs> huh? But it's a common passage to the mercy of God. It's a common passage to the riches of his grace. Hey, I'm telling you, you can never reach the bottom of God's grace. Hey, when you get to the end of your rope and feel like you're about to go under, uh, feel like you can't hang on anymore, when you get to that place, not before them, but right in time, God will give you the grace that you need uh, to sustain you through whatever you're going through. I had a guy ask me one time I was preaching on grace. After church, he said, Preacher, I don't know if I've got dying grace. Well, he looked pretty healthy, so I asked him, I said, well, are you dying? He said, not that I know of. I said, then what do you need it for? God will never give you grace before you need it, but he will give you grace right when you need it. Amen. A lot of times he won't remove our problem, but he'll give us the grace to stand in the middle of the problem. He told the apostle Paul, who prayed to have that thorn removed, he said, my grace is sufficient. And I'm glad that his grace is 
Then a door is the privilege of children. Uh, now we have to lock our doors where we live. Things have got so bad. Uh, but I remember when nobody locked their doors. Amen. Uh, and my kids, you know, if I'm home, my wife drives me nuts. If she just comes in and knows I'm leaving, she locks the door. Amen. Every time I come home, it don't matter if it's the middle of the day, the door's locked. If I'm home, the door's not locked. Amen. But have you ever, my children have never knocked when the door wasn't locked to come into the house. They just open the door and come in. Amen. And that's the way it is with us and God. Amen. We have access. All we have to do is open the door and come in. Amen. Well, not only is the door a common passage in a place of legal entrance, also it's the place of the fellowship of the sheep. Hey, we need one another. Do you understand what I'm talking about tonight? I, I like coming to church. I, you know, the Bible said, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Amen. We're not perfect. None of us are. But I love my brethren and sisters in Christ. Amen. I can't tell you how many times I've went to church discouraged and some sister stand up testify or tells about what the Lord's doing for them. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm talking about the fellowship. You know, some meetings, the fellowship is just as important as the preaching. Amen. Well, then I see a door gives admittance to what's inside. He said this in verse number four. When he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Look at verse 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Hey, I'm saying he wants to give us the very best. Do you understand? He's, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I don't understand the Bible or I don't understand why God allows this. It's because they receive not, the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Amen. Hey, I'm saying he gives us imputed righteousness. Amen. It's not our righteousness, it's the righteousness which is of God. Amen. And when we get saved, we get clothed in the robe of his righteousness. Well, not only did he give us imputed righteousness, but he gives us a refreshed spirit, a refreshing spirit. Here's what he said in Acts 3.18. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. I'll give you an example. I'm a diabetic. Uh, tonight, uh, or to, today about four o'clock, uh, I started feeling weak. 
checked my blood sugar. It was down to 62. Uh, and I, I'll just be honest about it. When it gets that low, I'm weak as water. Amen. But I opened the refrigerator and ate a couple of oranges. Amen. And a bunch of grapes. And guess what? It wasn't long before I was feeling better. Amen. I don't know about you, but uh, a lot of times in the Christian life, it, uh, it seems like we get overwhelmed with all that's going on around us. Amen. And that's when we need the Holy Spirit to come in our life and give us something to refresh us. Amen. Hey, let me say, when you get really thirsty, Coca-Cola won't do. You understand? Sweet tea won't do. There ain't but one thing that will refresh you, and that's good cold water. Amen. Hey, and I'm glad when the Holy Spirit chooses just to pour out some good cold water on us. Amen. Well, then he's given us the remission of sins. He said in Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace uh, through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. I believe one of the greatest t- uh, tricks of the devil is to beat us to death with what we used to be. When he reminds us what we used to be, we need to remind him where he's going. Amen. Amen. Well, then let me say this. A door makes a way from one place to another. Makes a way from one place to another. If you're going to get to heaven, and by the way, you're going one of two places. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. It's just that simple. Hey, and the only way, you know, I thought about this. A lot of people think God wants to do them harm. No. A door is for protection. When I got saved, I no longer had to fight my battles by myself. Amen. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Amen. He will take our part. Do you understand what I'm saying tonight? Uh, the devil had to ask permission before he could do anything to Job. And it's the same way with us. He has to have permission. Uh, you know, God didn't wake up this morning and say, I didn't know that's going to happen. My daddy always put it like this. Has it ever occurred to you that nothing's ever occurred to God? Amen. Hey, he knew it was going to happen in our life before it ever happened. Amen. He said this in Psalm 62, 6. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. And God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, and my refuge is in God. So that door is not only for protection, but that door is for separation. Amen. Amen. if a door is thick enough and big enough and has enough locks on it, you ain't breaking it in. Well, I got news for you. He's the biggest door there's ever been. Amen. Hey, and he's going to separate us. When that door is shut, uh, 
he's going to separate it. One of these days, friend, he's going to separate us from all this mess that we're in. No more sin, no more Satan, no more sorrow. Do you understand what I'm saying tonight? Hey, one of these days, he's going to be just like Noah in the ark. God's going to tell him to come in, and God's going to shut the door. Hey, if it had been Noah, I believe he would open that door and let some of them people in. But I got news for you. When God shuts the door, that's it. This age of grace will be over. Well, let me give you one last thing tonight. How many times a day do you use the door? How many times do you go in and out of the house? We came in the door tonight out there. We came in that door back there. You understand what I'm saying tonight? God's a great big door, but it don't do you no good if you never use it. You understand what I'm saying to you tonight? Now here's just, this just simple practical preaching. Every time you go in and out in the door, I want you to think about Jesus being the door. And how much time do you spend with him on a regular basis? As often as we use the door, we want to sort of want to spend a lot of time with him. You know, it's, it, it's not some big thing. It's real simple. I told him the other night, we was uh, coming to church and Hadley said uh, to me, she said, why does God love us? And I said, well, we love him because he first loved us. I said, uh, she's six years old. I mean, amazing to me how they get this stuff at that age. But I said, I really don't know why God chose to love somebody like us. And I said, the Bible says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? She said, well, I'm going to ask him. I thought, well, she'll ask him later, you know, tonight. No, she just bowed her head right then and said, God, why do you love us? Huh? I mean, just like I'm talking to you. And then she got quiet for a minute. She said, he told me. I said, well, what did he say? I was real interested in that, Brother George. And she, her reply was this. He said, just because he does. That's right. Just because he does. But if we just have a faith as a child, we can ask him anything, anytime. Hey, not just once. We can go him multiple times. Hey, it's not about just getting down on our knees and long praying. Uh, sometimes it's as simple as saying, God, I need to hear from you. God, I need you to talk to me. God, I don't understand what's going on. Can you help me? I want to take advantage of the door. But if you don't use the door, it's not going to do you any good. 